episode 210 of the local meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how you doing today, man? Alright. Just finished watching the movie Wrath of Man. Okay. It's a Jason Statham movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it, it's not what you think of when you think of a Jason Statham movie. Okay, I'll trust There's, you. There was zero spin kicks. Really? Yeah. There's no martial arts whatsoever. Are you sure it was one of his movies? It was. <laughs> good movie, not a feel-good movie. <laughs> I was going to say, with something like that, it feels like it would not be a feel-good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess... I, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Talking about cuddling movies. Oh. All right. Well, we got a lot of cards to talk about, so why don't we um uh, just dive into those today? Do let's. All right. So, uh, we got we got a lot of topics to cover today. So, um, let's start it with our flavor cards. I'm not so, gonna lie, less in this category than I thought there would be. Yeah, but realistically, it's because all the cards have good flavor. Yes. Or, like, basically all of them, but... Basically all of them. Some so There's a few things on here that we're going to be talking about because they're not very flavorful, but... Okay. Well, we'll see, and maybe I'll argue with you, but... All right. All right, so cool. Well, let's start out. Uh, first up, we have a portable hole. For a single white, you get an artifact. Uh that has, when Portable Hole enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent in opponent controls with mana value 2 or less until Portable Hole leaves the battlefield. I like it. <laughs> I'm... I like it. I'm slightly disappointed by it. Why? Because a Portable Hole can, like... You could have just made this be an actual O-ring, and it would fit better because a portable hole can hold so much garbage <laughs> like a portable hole is 10 feet by 10 feet all right all right i don't know about you but i feel like something that's 10 feet by 10 feet can hold something with a mana value greater than two <laughs> maybe i don't know i li i like that it hits only smaller things because when you think about a portable hole whether or not whatever size it is you think about something that you, you just think about a little tiny hole i mean Maybe you do. I think of at least like when I think of portable hole, I think of at least like a five foot five foot wide hole. Like I, I guess, know, I, know I I know in game it is, you know, ten by ten. But in my mind, I always imagine it as being like a five by ten. You know, that's just me. I don't know. I like it. I think this actually fits pretty good. But I I, I think they could have made it a straight up O ring, and that would have been fine. Yeah, like this. I this was. This is one of those things, like, if they're going to make a card called Portable Hole, it needs to do something like this, right? Mm -hmm. And I do, I, I'm sure they're just like, hey, we just want a one mana, art by the way, artifact. This is a one mana artifact mm -hmm. that is a removal spell. Yeah. Like, you know, they've been experimenting with giving white artifact-based removal instead of enchantment-based removal, which I appreciate. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's actually like pure downside for white, but people are acting like it's like this big like, oh, why should white have this kind of thing? Yeah, <laughs> because they said so. Yeah, I do also appreciate the flavor text of it. they fall for it every time. 
because weaponizing portable holes is funny. That's basically what D&D players do. I mean, yeah, it's like the go-to, right? You use a portable mm-hmm. hole, you somehow capture a slime of some variation in it, and then you throw it at someone. D&D's dumb. <laughs> D&D... I, I feel like the thing I enjoy most about D&D is less the combat and more the ability to just find fun ways to solve issues it gets my it gets my creative juices flowing yeah which is not something that like you can do that in other games but the thing is D is so much about the items it really it, it's an item based game yeah, and there there are so many of them, and a lot of them are just like, oh yeah, I can find a use for that. One of my yeah. favorite one of my favorite things is Qual's Feather Token, because <laughs> it costs like a single gold piece, and it just summons a, or it summons an anchor. <laughs> so you can right. just throw an anchor at someone. <laughs> All right, so we're getting off on portable hole, so we'll we'll move on here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Charmed Sleep. One this blue. Is, yeah, this is a reprint. I don't know if we have to read it or not, but I'll let you decide. <laughs> I mean, one blue, blue, enchanted oh, yeah. aura, enchanted creature. And it's Battlefield Tap Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. So this is a reprint from Throne of Eldraine. Uh, but that art is so goddamn adorable. I couldn't help but put it on this list. Pretty sure that's a brass dragon just taking a nosedive. It's a little tiny one. He's like, I'm going <laughs> to just take a napsies. <laughs> he's even got the little snore face on. He doesn't uh, even notice that he's bumping into the ground. No, I mean, to be fair, he's a dragon. He's not going to yeah. notice anyways. I I just like the art. That's why I put that it is... on. I think I, I like the charm sleep art. I had two of him in my deck yesterday. It made me happy. It's <laughs> a good card. Adorable art. Yep. Okay. Alright, next up we have Split the Party. Three blue-blue sorcery. Choose target player. Return half the creatures they control to their owner's hand. Round it up. Flavor text. Don't. (laughs) That's the best flavor text ever. (laughs) Best flavor text ever. Best advice you can ever give someone running a game ever. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, like this just... Yeah, that flavor text just encompasses it completely yeah (laughs) like you split the party up for two reasons one of them is you just want everyone to die the other one is because you think you can run the game with them split up and you're wrong yeah you can't there's not a good reason for it just stop don't do it (laughs) unless they're just going off on their own star p together you can you know if they want to talk in character in a side room, sure. Don't let anything relevant happen otherwise. (laughs) Uh, uh, Concise flavor text. Okay. Uh, So next up we have a class. We have wizard class. It is a blue for an enchantment class. Go figure. Uh, Level one is you have no maximum hand size. Level two uh, for two and a blue is when this class becomes level two, draw two cards. Level three for four and a blue, whenever you draw a card, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. All right, so this is here for one reason only. Dun dun dun. Okay. I am once again 
calling out someone. Uh oh, Mister Riley Knight. Uh oh, big fan. He's a big fan of D anD. d You know, this is somebody different. Yeah, it's someone. It's someone different. He is a magic commentator. Everyone loves him. He's so Australian. It's absurd. Uh, he read. He was talk. He on in his podcast was talking with his co-host, and he's like. I don't get what having no maximum hand size has to do with being a wizard. Hmm. Riley. The shit. What is the only semi-justful reason you would ever play a wizard over a sorcerer? And, and you're like, you are like <laughs> going semi-justifiable really hard, right? <laughs> yes. You can learn every single spell. Yep. I mean, literally the next card on the list here is well, not on our list, but like in the list of cards is Wizard's Spellbook. Yes. <laughs> That's the reason like, right there. <laughs> like they have no maximum hand size because they can learn have they can have every spell in their hand. Yep. That's why, Riley. Seriously, bro. <laughs> <laughs> at least that was a nice call out instead of like swearing at people. Oh yeah. I mean Here's for someone. I mean, I have my own reasons for calling him out, like the fact that he enjoys punishing his players, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but he's yeah. he's one of those. If they roll a one, he basically kills them, kind of DMs. Oh, okay. Which I mean, if your party's fine with that, that's fine. Play the game. Play the game how you want to play it. Exactly. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we have the Book of Vile Darkness. <laughs> black, 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 legendary artifact. At the beginning of your end step, if you lost two or more life this turn, create a 2 2 black zombie creature token. You can tap, exile the Book of Vile Darkness and artifacts you control named Eye of Vecna and Hand of Vecna. Create Vecna, a legendary 8 8 black zombie god creature token with indestructible. It gains all triggered abilities of the exiled cards. <laughs> Uh, so this is not on here for its in-game flavor, which is fine, you know. Yep. This is on here as a shout-out to my favorite 3.5 edition D&D book ever made, The Book of Vile Darkness. It you has, would love it, Edgelord. <laughs> it has some of the most fantastic art in all of Magic, because it was it literally... D&D. Sorry, in all of D&D. <laughs> Because it literally had a parental advisory warning on it, so they just got to take the gloves off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love the art. I actually prefer the version of Demogorgon in the Book of Vile Darkness than in every previous iteration. Like, Orcus just looks like a badass more than he does like in anything else. Like, I love the art. The art is fantastic in the Book of Vile Darkness. It's like a terrible source book. Because, like, a lot of, like, it's like, oh, look at all these spells. You have to have diseases to use them. <laughs> Which just sounds like the most miserable thing ever. Yeah. But I love the Book of Vile Darkness. I'm pretty sure someone stole it because I don't have it. And somehow I have two books of Exalted Deeds. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you lost out on that one. Yeah, I, I definitely lost out on that one because that's an even more worthless book. Because who's ever going to use that? Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, I'm pretty sure I was looking at one point into buying another one, and they were like more expensive than I felt like buying. I'm but... guessing they're pretty expensive nowadays. Yeah. But... 
I'm like, I'm gonna just I'm gonna look on Amazon and see. Yeah, I'm taking uh, a get here. Yeah, ninety nine dollars on Amazon. Ooh. Spicy. Not gonna lie, kind of tempting. Just for nostalgia. Right. Fantastic book. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Next up, we have uh, Deadly Dispute. Um, Is this the one I put on here? Uh, I did. Okay, good. I'm just making sure because I'm like I know there was a, a really benign card I put on here that you're like, why did you do that? So okay, sorry. Uh, Deadly dispute one in a black instant as an additional cost to cast the spell sacrifice an artifact or creature. Uh, draw two cards and create a treasure token. Uh, so the flavor text on this card is the important thing. Oh, okay, it's that's a pretty ring. Trade you my knife for it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It is way too common in D&D games, especially for younger people, that they play a rogue and they're a selfish dick. <laughs> Which isn't a problem, but they're a stupid selfish dick. Yeah. They're just like, you know, they go out of their way to... It's They're like you when you play Munchkin, right? Yeah. You go You go out of your way to make everyone else miserable. Right. <laughs> and it's just like... You know, suddenly you're like your fighter's like, oh, where the hell did my shield go? And like the rogue's off pawning it somewhere, because that's the way they are. This right. card just encompasses that for really, like really half well. a gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does. Yes. <laughs> so. Oh gosh. All right. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have a critical hit. Uh, scroll, 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 scroll. Nope, scrolled too far. All right. <laughs> One in the red instance. Target creature gains double strike until end of turn. Whenever you roll a natural 20, return a critical hit to, from your graveyard to your hand. How'd you kill what's already dead? That's how. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this is a reference to rolling a natural 20 in D&D, which is a critical hit, no matter what weapon you're using. Mm-hmm. And what is what? Uh, what does uh, rolling a natural twenty do, or what does rolling a critical hit in D and D do? It doubles your damage. This is yeah. This is just like a really kind of concise way to do that. Yeah, it's actually really clean. I appreciate it. Uh, I think LSV made a really good point that the. This middle part is basically flavor text because if you're giving a creature double strike, your opponent's probably dead anyways. I mean, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like raking claws and kind of thing. Yeah, but still sweet. I love the reference. Yep, it's a they. Yeah, it, it's nice that they found really clean ways to do some of these references. Like, yeah, there was one I think later on where I like oh, I'll mention it when we get there if I see it. But All right. okay. Uh, next up, we have Goblin Javelinier. Uh, it's red for a 1-1 Goblin Warrior with haste. Whenever J- Goblin Javelinier becomes blocked, it deals 1 damage to target creature blocking it. Uh, flavor text. Hate gets you only so far. A pointy stick can close the rest of the distance. <laughs> I love that flavor text. 
<laughs> Add this to the list of strictly better raging goblins. Oh yeah, I mean that that was that's that's I wasn't even going to mention that because that's just every set has a strictly better raging goblin at this point. I feel like yeah, like Watsi just has it out for me. <laughs> also, it's called a javelinier. Why not just give it first strike? This nah. card would be, this card would be like bonkers if it had first strike, right? That's probably why <laughs> it just eats two toughness creatures. Uh, oh, you mean and give it first strike? No, no. Get give it first strike instead of haste. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's got javelin here. It makes sense. Yeah, I guess whatever. I, I I think it's fine as is. I mean, it's definitely fine. It just might actually have a chance of being playable and standard with all the other sweet goblin cards if it had first strike. More love yeah. story. I love this flavor text. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um. All right. Next up, we have Magic Missile. <laughs> One red, red sorcery. This spell can't be countered. <laughs> Magic Missile yeah. deals three damage divided as you choose amongst one, two, or three targets. This this is another just like they're like, all right, let's take this DNC spell and make it into a magic card, and they did super good. Yep this this is what this card needed to be. Right, yeah. like, I, didn't, I didn't know this card needed to be this, but as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh yes. yeah. <laughs> so, the only even remotely like knock you could even put against this card is it costs three mana, but it's a level one spell. But here's the I deal: mean, okay, magic missile gets stronger the higher your level is because you can <laughs> cast it and you get more missiles. Yeah, so it all fits. Okay, I I think it's good. Like it's perfect, yeah. And the, the can't be countered too is just like, yeah, that is that's like the secret cherry on top that people who don't understand the what this is a reference to are just like, well, that's weird. Yeah, and you're just like, Mwah. yeah. The, the people who do get it, you're just like, oh my god, it's so cool. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so next up, we have you see a pair of goblins, two in a red for an instant. Uh, choose one. Charge them. Creatures you control get plus two plus O oh until end of turn. Befriend them. Create two one one red goblin creature tokens. <laughs> Alright. So this is once again only on here for a single reason. Okay. These are the single ugliest goblins I have ever seen <laughs> in every goblin art ever made. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Yeah, I love it. Like, Aaron, that's, the, that's the reason. Aaron Miller, the shit. <laughs> My god. Uh, so ugly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, okay. I don't know. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's literally why I put it on the list. Uh, <laughs> they are so ugly. Mo moving on. Uh We'll move on from ugliness to... Oh, daddy. <laughs> Circle of the Moon Druid. Daddy. <laughs> two okay. and a green for a 2-4 creature. Human, elf, druid. What? <laughs> He's a half-elf, for those who half don't understand. Elf. Bear form. As long as it's your turn, Circle of the Moon Druid, it's a bear with base power and toughness 4-2. <laughs> you cannot convince me that this art is not the 4-2 form. <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I, 
I will not. That, that, that is the art of a bear. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, uh. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm sure you have a calendar with this guy on it. So. Hey, I'm not saying I would buy that, but I might buy that. <laughs> Uh, man. Uh, is that yeah. literally why you put this on the list that is 100 percent why i put this on the list okay because that art though oh <laughs> uh, where the hell am i now <laughs> uh next up we have the terrasque uh six green 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 for a 10 10 legendary creature dinosaur uh, it has haste and war 10 as long as it was cast. Uh, when it attacks, it fights target creature defending player's control. Alright, so this is the card that I put on the list because it is a disappointment to me. The Tarrasque is the end boss in D&D. Right? Mm-hmm. There are gods with a lower challenge rating than the Tarrasque. I, there is no reason that you couldn't have made this card cost sixteen mana and be a goddamn twenty twenty. <laughs> this thing I mean, should it, be bigger. <laughs> it already is kind of absurd. It is, but this is like this. It's like they made this card and they're like, we want it to almost be playable. <laughs> it's like just go ham, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's going to care. It's like, oh no, they natural ordered into the Tarrasque. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. is that really any different than Progenitus? Or, let's be honest, it's probably going to kill them faster anyways if they get Craterhoof. Right? right. Craterhoof wins on the spot. What's wrong with making the Tarrasque? Like, the Tarrasque should be the biggest bad. It, like, Especially because this is not in MTG canon, you know? This is uh, realms beyond or universes beyond, whatever the hell it's called. Like, no, is it? No, this is this, yeah, it is. This is not a canon set. Oh, okay. Like that's why there are planeswalkers who are not actually planeswalkers. Okay. So you could have made this card be like it could have fit the name better. This is probably this is the single biggest flavor fail in the set in a set that has like zero flavor fails. Mm-hmm. So, it's mildly disappointing. It's a big dumb idiot. Whatever. I mean, that's how I've always seen it too. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those things. Like though, whenever people would like are like, ah, D and D, these D and D monsters. Oh, it's so like, oh, it'll kill everything. It's like, shut up. Like that's not entertaining. That's not interesting. Like I, fi- I find this creature to be the stupidest thing ever. It's like, oh, yeah, years ago, I will never run a campaign that plays <sighs> uses the Tarrasque because it literally exists. Like as a, all right, all your tunes are ridiculously stupid. Mm-hmm. I'll guess I'll give you a fight that's a slight challenge. Yeah. Right. And those aren't the kind of games I enjoy running. No. No. Like, like I would. I I like playing the games where you're, you know killed by kobolds but <laughs> all of the kobolds by just, accident just wait i have campaign ideas 
<laughs> you you want to get killed by kobolds? I'm gonna kill you with motherfucking kobolds. <laughs> All right, I'm okay with that. I just want to snuggle kobolds. All right, they're really good at building traps. <laughs> but... Uh, all right. Where all right. That? Next up, we have Tiamat. Two white, blue, black, red, green for a 7 7 legendary creature, Dragon God. She has flying. When Tiamat enters the battlefield, if you cast it, search your library for up to five dragon cards not named Tiamat that each have different names. Reveal them, put them in your hand, then shuffle. Tiamat's dope. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got our dragon commander. I mean, there's a lot of five color dragon commanders. I just yeah, I like Tiamat is sweet. The fact that Tiamat is a five headed dragon with mm-hmm. five different color dragon heads, and the fact that she can tutor up one of each of her children is just too perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, I nice. Like, we're gonna talk about her counterpart later on. I love Tiamat. I just love dragons. That's kind of my uh, problem at the moment. I've, I've noticed. I have so many dragon figurines. <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about the other Yep. Oh, okay. There, sorry. Never mind. Okay. I'm like, let me look at the list. All right. Call you ready? Liar. Yep. All right. So next up, we have Volo Guide to Monsters. Two green blue for a 3-2 legendary creature, human wizard. Whenever you cast a creature spell that doesn't share a creature type with a creature you control or a creature card in your graveyard, copy that spell. <laughs> the uh, beholder told me I had a good eye for details. Who was I to argue? <sighs> uh, so this is a character named Volo Camp Banarn. He literally wrote a book called Volo's Guide to Monsters. Yep. Spot on name. Love it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> but, I, and the, the effect is really good, too. Like, it fits oh, yeah. the whole flavor and everything. This is just a good good flavor fit for a character in universe yeah this this is a this is a great name great thing that what he does like he literally writes the books that tell you about what all the different monsters are yep he's he's seen everything supposedly (laughs) Uh, we'll we'll go with that all right right. (laughs) next up we have 50 feet of rope one artifact climb over Tap target wall can't block can't block this turn. Tie up three and tap target creature doesn't untap during control next and tap step. Repel down a four tap venture into the dungeon activate only as sorcery. These are spot on activations for fifty feet of rope. Yep. But I have an important question for you. Mm-hmm. How often do you actually use rope in your D and T games? Yeah, like never. I always have rope on me, right? Because you're like, oh my god, we're adventuring, and I have rope, right? And I swear to god, I've never used it. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> like, like, every, like, you always hear, like, everyone I've heard talk about this kind of like, oh my god, it's like so perfect. Like, you can do so much with rope. And I'm just like, I've never used, like, I always buy the elven rope too, because it's late, it weighs less, even though it's like, you know, five times the cost. I was like, I still never use it. Right? Like, it's like, why would I climb over the wall? I can just punch it down. <laughs> Those aren't the games we play. <laughs> exactly. 
I mean, you we kind of played a game where maybe you could have like climbed over a wall, but instead, I think you guys just walked in the front door and started insulting people. So <laughs> sounds that actually sounds way more accurate for the games we can we play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, next up, we have Great Axe. One for an artifact equipment. Equip creature gets plus four, plus zero, equip five. Flavor text is, if you're some mighty scaled one, then why are you dead? <laughs> <laughs> That's basically why it's on here. I love the sheer bravado of that flavor text. <laughs> I hit it with my axe. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Like, also, like, I I actually really like the equip cost being five because mm -hmm. it just fits a great axe, right? Like, right. you're not gonna see a halfling rogue walking around with a great axe. You gotta have the strength for it. <laughs> you gotta have the strength to justify that all that d12 you're rolling. Okay. All right. Last in our flavor category. We have a spiked pit trap. One for an artifact with flash, because traps are tricky. Five and tap, sacrifice spike pit trap. Choose target creature, then roll a d20. One through nine, spike pit trap deals five damage to that creature. Ten through twenty, spike pit trap deals five damage to that creature. Create a treasure token. <laughs> oh, look, Kid. they died with money in their pockets. Right. <laughs> We're going to take their money. Yeah. Fla flavor on this card is sweet. I like. The fact that it has flash is both a makes it makes it, like it is a trap. It should have flash, right? Yep. And it kills basically everything in the goddamn set. So it was really annoying playing against that card. <laughs> I kept having like I, the only time I played against it ever, my opponent just like put it on the battlefield and never used it because mm -hmm. he was just, he could never he never had the five mana to waste on it because he just put blockers in play instead. And then I he kill, I killed him. So <laughs> I won the game too. All right. There you go. Okay, so those are all of our flavor cards. Uh, as I said, honestly, this set has really good flavor in general. It does, uh, and some of the flavor is like D and D meta game flavor too. So yeah, but, there, there's so. a lot of D and D meta game flavor. <laughs> so, well, I'm a, speaking of D and D meta game flavor, we'll go into our. Next, <laughs> our next section of the miscellaneous cards we just want to talk about, uh, and we have plus two maze. <laughs> uh, one in a white artifact equipment equipped creature gets plus two plus two equip three. I just I, I don't like it. <laughs> I know you don't like it, and that's why I want you to justify your poor decision choices. So. A plus two maze is something that is part of. D&D the game. Correct. A plus two mace is not something that's part of D&D the universe. Like, nobody's going into the store and being like, hey, I want to buy a plus two mace off the shelf. Like, that's the issue I have, is that it's too mechanical. Like, it's, a, it, it's about the game, it's not about the world, if that makes sense. I mean, they're not going to walk in and say that. But there are definitely, like, players definitely do that. I mean, players do that, 
but do characters do that? Like, that's the distinction I'm making between the two things. Like, a lot of the other things are mechanical features masked masked with flavor, and I like that. I'm okay with that. But this just feels too mechanical. It's like, th- this is like the, the ginger root line of, like, what side does thing, what side do things go on for me? Like, is it too too like mechanically on the nose kind of thing or something like that just talking about like the game as the game or is it like you know enough flavor to to, to pass like and i just I, I i like i don't mind it but it's like it's just like all right guys i get it it's like all right i don't know. see i think they get a pass on that because this is the only card in the set that does that yeah, and that's why it's, it's like, they, they didn't overdo it, so it's fine. But it's like, as I said, if there was a line for where like where that line is, this is the card. Yeah, I'm, I can't think of what the word is I'm looking for. But I, I like how this is just a card that like the people who get it, they're like, all right, cool. <laughs> Except you're, you're, you get it, and you're just like, all right, don't yeah. do it again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, all right, you did it, don't do it again. This card, it. this card plays well into my sense of humor, I guess. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. That's all I got about it. <laughs> like what? What it was? It was actually really funny that our friend Robert asked me. He's like, "Why is this the plus two mace?" I'm like, "Cause it's a plus two mace. It gives plus two, plus two. And he's like, "Is that a thing?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then I, I'm like, <laughs> "It's like, oh, you had friends in high school." <laughs> And then I had to be like, well, in actuality, it would give you plus two to your attack and plus two to your damage, but you yeah. can't really do that in Magic. So they just and they just made it like you could yeah. have had this just be like plus two plus zero, oh, but it's like, eh. That doesn't you know? feel as good in white either. Then like, no, know. like at that point, you just have a strictly worse bone splitter. So yeah. you might as like the fact that it's like it's a plus two mace and it gives plus two plus two. It's just like I I like the symmetry there. The symmetry is good. Yeah, like. They designed the card well. Yes, I mean the 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 two cost plus two plus two and then equip three is kind of like, all right, I get it. You have to do it though. Yeah, because two mana plus two plus two equip two would be a little too good, probably. Yeah, it'd probably be a little too good, but it's like that's a lot of stats. Yeah, it'd be nice if they could have done two 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 two, but yeah, yeah. So all right, there we go. You got my my thing on that. <laughs> Next up, we have the Grand Master of Flowers. If I can actually find the damn card. <laughs> there he is. Two, white, white, for a three loyalty legendary planeswalker Bahamut. As long as Grand Master of Flowers has seven or more loyalty counters on him, he's a 7 7 dragon god creature with flying and indestructible. Plus one, target creature without first strike, double strike, or vigilance. Can't attack or block until your next turn. Plus one, search your library and or graveyard for a card named Monk of the Open Hand. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. If you search your library this way, shuffle. So you actually are the one who put this on the list. Oh, yeah. This is a weird card. <laughs> so, like, that, that static effect just, like... it. it like I'm thinking about it, trying to process it and everything. Like, and I feel like this card, like, uh, doesn't work the way expected. But how so? Um, I feel like 
Um, because if it takes damage as a creature, it should lose loyalty, correct? Negative. As soon as it's a creature, it no longer loses loyalty. Because it... it is. Because they always in the past had basically made, uh, prevented damage on creatures so that you didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember he... how it works, yeah. I suppose I don't know exactly, but I'm pretty sure I remember someone talking about it that once he's a creature, he basically stays a creature. They might there might be an actual ruling on it. I'm basing this off of what I believe LSV said when he was doing the review on this card. So uh, I'm willing to accept I am wrong because then LSV is wrong. Oh, so while Grandmaster Flowers is a creature, he is not a planeswalker. Yes. So. But he keeps the abilities. Yeah, you may still activate loyal abilities. Yep. Okay. So yeah, he does because I mean, because it does. Okay, yeah, because it says he as long as it has seven or more loyalty comes him, he's a seven. So okay, yeah, that makes sense now. Once I yep. really read the card, yeah. Okay. Uh, like, this is I don't know. Th this is one of those cards that I actually could have put in the flavor also because yeah. the flavor on this card is uh really sweet. If you're once again in the know, <laughs> each of those little each of those seven yellow birds flying around him are ancient gold dragons polymorphed into birds. They are his honor guard as the god of the good aligned dragons. No D&D. It's kind of cool. <laughs> You're so D&D. <laughs> also, I actually really, really enjoy the fact that he becomes a 7-7, just like Tiamat. Uh, obviously, he has indestructible, so he wins, but... <laughs> Didn't Tiamat have indestructible? No, she's just flying. Okay. For some reason, I was like, "Oh, Dragon God, they're hard to kill." But no, she's just a flying beater. Just a flying Booberg beater. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's all I had to say. This is just a weird card. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. So, so for those who are curious, there are eight dragons in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the one who read him, so actually you continue, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, Minimus Containment. Two and a white for an enchantment. Aura. Enchant non-land permanent. Enchant permanent is a treasure artifact with tap, sacrifice this artifact, add one mana of any color, and it loses all other abilities. Did you put this one on here? I can't recall. Maybe I did. Alright. I don't know. I can't recall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, interesting variation on O-Ring style effects. Yep. I like the effect, if nothing else, I was going to say. Uh, I th I, uh, the, the thing I like about this one, too, like, not necessarily, like, I'm sure other people don't like it. Uh, the thing I think is cool, though, is, is that it's not pure upside for you. It's not just, like, a straight, you know, th three mana pacifism effect or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it gives your opponent something they can do with their creature. Yes. And I, I like that, actually. I think that's a cool counterplay, because uh, you're kind of ramping them in some ways and everything, and, you know, it, it, um, uh, it does create some play. I don't know. I think it's a cool effect. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually, that it's it's playing into the Lignify or the um, Dryad something, and also Imprisoned in the Moon. Mm -hmm. that converts them into a mana source for your opponent. Except for this one, yep. it requires them to sacrifice it if they want to use it as yeah. a mana source, right? You gotta, you gotta break the gem. <laughs> yeah, just shatter it with your dragon locked inside of it, and your dragon's just like, goodbye. <laughs> well, I, shoot. It's like, I'll miss you. 
I guess. <laughs> uh, okay. Alright. This is uh, all you, man. <laughs> Alright, so next up we have the five chromatic dragons. I don't know if you want to read them all completely or what, but... I'm, I'm not going to read them all completely. I'm just going to tell you what they are. There are literally cards that are called white dragon, blue dragon, black dragon, red dragon, and green dragon. They are matching their colors. Each of them has an ETB effect that is referencing their breath weapon. Mm-hmm. All of them are sweet, except for the blue one doesn't make sense, because I don't know why a lightning breath would give neg 3, neg 0, neg 2, neg 0, and neg 1, neg 0. But I understand it needs to exist for balancing purposes. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> I think the... Uh, I actually really, really like the chromatic dragons. I just like dragons, as I've mentioned before. Yeah. The, there's each one of these also is part of a cycle of alternate arts, and I think they all look dope. I really like blue dragons. I want to run games involving blue dragons because I think they're sweet looking, but they're all evil, and it's really hard to justify having evil dragons in your campaigns. I mean, just change your mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is this is why i don't run normal D games <laughs> i mean fair oh, this is a thing in the world i don't want that to be a thing in the world <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, all right uh where are we now we have another dragon we do have another dragon okay uh, what is this? Imrith? Is that what it is? I believe that is an I, yes. So it is Imrith. Imrith. Desert Doom. Three blue blue for a 5-5 five, five legendary creature dragon. Flying has ward four as long as it's untapped. Uh, whenever it deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Then if you have fewer than three cards in your hands, draw cards equal to the difference. So... This card is on here for a few reasons. It's a, dope. it's dope. <laughs> this this That's is cool act- looking art, by the way. Yeah, like th- this art looks fantastic. I'm pretty sure it has alternate art. Too. It does actually have alternate art where it looks like it's going to eat you. It is going to eat you. <laughs> okay. Uh, for those who don't know, blue dragons primarily live in deserts, hence Desert Doom. Uh, I actually really like... This card is basically just a variation on Ojutai. Like, it is a weaker version of Ojutai that is I easier so, to yeah. cast. Like, it literally is, if you think about it. Because yeah. Ojutai had Hexproof if it was, if it was untapped. Yeah. This one has Ward 4. So, yeah. basically Hexproof. May as well be, except less, slightly less punishing. Yep. And its card draw ability, it's less, it's less uh, filtering than Ojutai gave you. Mm-hmm. But if you have fewer cards in hand, it's possibly just more raw cards than Ojutai gave you. Yeah, and it's a five-five instead of a five-four, which can be relevant in some use situations. Yeah, depending on the set. Yeah, yeah. This card is sweet. I like dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Look at there's the reason I like dragons. I mean, it's it's more because of the the interesting like comparing it to Ojutai standpoint, but also I just really like dragons. I like D and D dragons. Not a huge fan of Ojutai, but. I'm not fan. I'm not fan of feathers on my dragons. I like feathered dragons. Fair, I guess. 
I don't know. I like the feathered dinosaur things. Yeah. Feathered dinosaurs, I like. Feathered dragons, I don't. <laughs> All right. All right. Next up, we have a pixie guide. One in the blue for a 1-3 creature fairy. It is flying. Grant an advantage. If you would roll one or more dice, instead roll that many dice plus one and ignore the lowest roll. Pixies are well known as pranksters, but some delight in more helpful magic. So I like that its ability of grant an advantage is literally the advantage mechanic from it, D&D. It is absolutely the advantage mechanic from D&D. And I just, I just think that was a very nice way for them to do that and to incorporate that rule from the newer editions of D&D. Yep. I absolutely literally the entire reason for this. Yeah, the, this card belongs on here for exactly that reason. It is sweet. Yep. <laughs> There's actually multiple cards that do grant advantage in this game or in this set also. Really? Yeah. The barbarian class does the same thing. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So that card's sweet. Uh, next up, we have uh, Tasha's hideous laughter. Uh, one blue blue for a sorcery. Each opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until that player has exiled cards with a t with total mana value 20 or more. This card's weird. This card's just utter nonsense. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, so, I, like the, I like the mill effect on this, I will say. I think that's a really cool style of mill effect. It's a little futsy, but it's like, um, like the grind effect from Gatecrash. Yeah, like, like I I like those ones where it's a little. It's not like oh mill five Milled cards, ten amount, cards, right? half your library. Yeah, I like the ones that that throw a little chaos into it, and this is a really cool way to do that. Yeah, I. It's really funny actually that this card counters one of the counters to uh, common mill strategies, <laughs> where the person just boards in an Eldrazi. Because this card will just chew through that Eldrazi and it's exiled, so they don't yep. have to shuffle it back in. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> taste it. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of the flavor on this card. Okay. Uh, I think this card and Charmed like the the name of this card could have been put on Charmed Sleep, and it would also have made perfect sense. Okay. Because what Tasha's Hideous Laughter does is it basically makes the it makes the target go prone because they're in a laughing fit. And okay. they can't they can't function anymore. They're effectively stunned because of it. Yeah. So I feel like they could have done that. I think they just wanted to have a card named Tasha's something, and this mm -hmm. is just what they went with. Yeah. They're like, well, you're laughing. That's kind of like going insane, I guess. Like, yeah. sure. Go with it. I mean, like the biggest counter argument I have to that is is that if they did that, then I wouldn't get the adorable dragon on Charm Sleep. Uh true. So counterpoint <laughs> counterpoint accepted <laughs> all right next up we have eye of the beholder for black black instant target creature gets negative 11 negative 11 until end of turn in the end there was nothing beautiful to be seen a lot happening in this card <laughs> there's a lot happening this there's a lot going on in this card there's so many references going on i yeah. do have one problem with the arts mm -hmm. uh and that is the problem my problem is that the center stock on a, the center eye on a beholder is actually an anti-magic cone 
and it specifically states in its rules that it's not able to shoot its laser beams into its own cone. But you can get around that by just saying this is a death tyrant, so it's dead, and it doesn't matter. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for those who also don't know, beholders have 11 total eyes. They have 10 eye stalks and then their center eye, hence the negative 11, negative 11. I love that the flavor text is a reference to the saying, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. That dude is having the worst day of his life. Yeah, well, was. Was <laughs> having the worst day of his life. Uh, yeah, I'm like, that. that is just a brutal, that's brutal. Yeah. But. That is, that's a lot of stuff going on with those eye stocks. Uh, yeah. Ah, Okay. So this is this is the card I put on. <laughs> so uh, Grim Bounty, two black black sorcery, destroy target creature or planeswalker, create a treasure token. There's a dragon head being pulled on a cart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I really I, I I really like this card. Um, as, as this is this is my Fletcher likes the design of this card card for the set basically. Um. You know, obviously, grim bounty is is you know you're offering a bounty on killing something, and what does that do? You kill a creature and you get money. Yep. Like I think the card tells a really good story. I think the the four like four mana common black removal kill a creature or planeswalker, which they're just doing all the time now, which I don't have a problem with them. Uh, I think is good. And then those little extra effects on it are always what make it. I think this is just a really clean. Um, it's a really clean card with a good effect that tells a good story and everything. They can put this card in other sets like crazy and it's going to be great. Love it. Yep. This card's sweet. Yep. And I'm fine that it's a sorcery too. <laughs> I mean, it's it's meant for limited, right? This is not exactly. this is not the it, card that was created to be pushed. Oh yeah, it's impale, right? Like Yeah. That's fine. And not everybody is going to play impale and constructed like I did. Yeah. This is impale <laughs> with upside. Mhm. Mm I mean, it's basically the removal spell version of 5 Mana Teferi, because 5 Mana Teferi only costs 3 mana, because he untaps. This only costs 3 mana, because he gives you a free treasure. Boom, there we go. Value. <laughs> Grim Bounty, equal to Teferi. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, but, yeah, that was good. I, 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 so that's why I like this card. I think it's a really cool, uh, a really nice, clean design uh, that they got in there. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's one they can use going forward too, which I think is something that's tough to do with uh, a lot of cards like or when when you're doing a set like this. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Delina Wild Mage, three and a red for a three-two legendary creature elf shaman. Whenever Delina Wild Mage attacks, choose target creature you control, then roll a d twenty. 1 through 14, create a tapped and attacking token that's a copy of that creature, except it's not legendary and it has exile this creature at the end of combat. 15 through 20, create one of those tokens, roll again. <laughs> so this card is actually eroded. Oh, really? Yes. The second, the 15 through 20, says create one of those tokens, you may roll again. Oh, because if you have too many things that grant advantage, with which all stack, uh -huh. you become extremely mathematically likely to basically never get out of combat. 
because you will keep making creatures over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. That doesn't sound like a problem to me. I mean, it does if it times you out and draws the game. <laughs> that does not sound like my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least on uh, Arena, I know yeah. they did that. But yeah, it, it's Funny. it's like mathematically speaking, if you have like two of the Pixies or the Pixie and the Barbarian class. Mm-hmm. Like you're rolling three d20s, and your likelihood of actually getting fifteen to twenty on one of them is really, really high. So yeah, like so, this card's dope. Yep, that's cool. All right. Okay. Next up, we have Inferno of the Star Mounts. Four red, red for a six-six legendary creature dragon. This spell can't be countered. Flying haste and red gets plus one plus O until end of turn. When its power becomes 20 this way, it deals 20 damage to any target. (laughs) I love that line of text. (laughs) It is the most pointless thing ever. Uh, Excuse me, sir. There are definitely ways I'm going to try to make this work. I mean... You just play one of those cards that says double target creature's power, right? Right. So you activate it, you activate it, you activate it, you double its powder, and then you activate it two more times. So I, for, I, see, what I'm thinking is, is like you, you're like infuriate, infuriate, however many times you need double its power, activate it once. <laughs> yeah. I, like, and to be clear, it has to become power twenty with this ability. If you double its power to twenty, like to twenty-two somehow, and then oh, activate, right. it, oh, and then you activate this, it doesn't work. That's great. It needs to be exactly twenty. Uh, cute. And you nug someone. You just nug them for the game. Also, dragons. Also, dragons. The set was like created for me. <laughs> it, I mean, it, in some ways, it was. All right. Next up, we have Wish. Just Wish. Two and a red sorcery. You you may play a card you own from outside the game this turn. Beautiful. Beautiful. This is simple, clean. Uses, uses a spell from D&D. Uses an effect from magic. And it's the cleanest iteration we have seen of it. Yes. This card is strictly worse than every other wish possible because there's if you're trying to do something, there's a better wish. But yes. that's the thing. Like this isn't single minded scalpel. This is nope. anything you could ever want. Yep. It's a wish. <laughs> it's a wish though. This is perfect, 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 perfect design. But yep. uh, love it. Dig it. Yep. Alright. <laughs> Uh, I gotta find it. So next up, we—I didn't even know this card existed in the set. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know if I am. Um, so, uh, next up, we have Frog Hemoth. Three green, green for a four-four creature frog horror. Appropriate. Uh, it has trample and haste, and when Frog Hemoth deals combat damage to a player, exile up to that many target creatures from their graveyard. Put a plus one plus one counter on Frog Hemoth for each creature exiled this way. You gain one life for each non-creature card exiled this way. <laughs> I never knew I needed this card in my life until now. 
<laughs> I never knew I needed this creature in my life until now. This thing is fantastic. <laughs> it. I this don't, creature is something. <laughs> I don't get why it's a frog, because it looks nothing like a frog. I mean, it looks... It has four tentacles instead it of has, front legs. It's green and it in is, water. <laughs> and it has a wide mouth, I guess. I don't know. I Yeah. This thing is something... Frog, it is a frog horror, to be fair. It, it is definitely a frog horror. Uh, yeah, I I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, it's it's pretty cool though. It is cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Our our best of the best ten of ten cards. We have two here, and I think there was some disagreement. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't disagree with any of these. Okay. There, I just have like a. I have a mental dilemma about one of them. Alright, let's do the one you don't have the mental dilemma about first, okay? Alright. Alright. Take it away. So, next up we have Power Word Kill. One on the black, instant. Destroy target non-angel, non-demon, non-devil, non-dragon creature. Aramil issued a long, heroic challenge, and then the lich felled him with a single word. This card is amazing. This is this is a very, you know, I throughout have been talking about taking a D and D spell and putting it into magic and making it fit perfectly. This does it. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. I've seen some people being like, "But power word kill can kill some of these creatures." It's like not any of the ones that matter, <laughs> right? <laughs> Your power word kill ain't gonna kill an angel that's actually a threat. Yeah. Your power word kill ain't gonna kill any dragon unless it's literally a wormling. Yeah. Power word kill will definitely kill a lot of other shit though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good clean effect. Simple. I mean, this is this is a good card too. This card is good. It's very good. I'm. I. There's constantly the question of which two mana black removal spell do you play in formats like modern. If you need an effect like that, I'm pretty sure this is the best of them now. Wow. Like, it just. It kills so much. Mm -hmm. Like, how often do you see devils, demons, angels, and dragons in modern? I'll be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> the answer is not very. Okay. I'm like, demon, demons, angels, and dragons are more common. Devils, not so much, but. Yeah, devils are non existent, basically. Demons is like exactly Grizzlebrands, but okay. Yeah. Nobody's playing Bane Slayers. No. Emancipation Angel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there are dragons do see play in like Scred decks, I guess. But oh. I mean, who actually plays Scred? Not seeing people, but um, but yeah, that's just such a well-designed card and a good card too. Mm-hmm. All right, should we get on to the the other one? We have two, the, two, two of like the ten of ten cards this set. That's pretty good. And I do think they both definitely deserve to okay. be in this spot. All right. So, um, and I'm gonna say I put this one on right away, and I do not like this creature in D and D. I think this is utter nonsense because <laughs> I think most things from D and D are utter nonsense, even though I've played a fair bit of D and D in my life. Um, I, I love this this thing in D and D, honestly. 
Uh, gelatinous cube, two black black for a 4-3 creature ooze. Engulf when gelatinous cube enters the battlefield. Exile target non-ooze creature and opponent controls until gelatinous cube leaves the battlefield. Dissolve, X in black. Put target creature card with mana value X exiled with gelatinous cube into its owner's graveyard. Like, so I feel like this does a really good job of embodying the creature from D&D. Yep. Um, the effects are good. I mean, it may not be a standard all-star or anything, but this is a good card. Like, an O-ring effect is just good. Yeah, Banisher like, Priest effect. Yeah, like, Banisher Priest saw play. Fiend yep. Hunter saw play, kind of. Mm-hmm. This, like, a 4-3 body is a big body. Yeah. You know? And uh, then the dissolve effect on this, the, like, the design is so beautiful on this, in my opinion. Like, yeah. The, the way the two con- effects are connected, yet fit perfectly into the flavor of the creature, giving you the ability to exile something right away, and then if you have the excess mana to get rid of it, air quotes, permanently, like, and kill it, like, it's... Uh, I, I, this is such a beautifully designed card for a creature that I have kind of some amount of contempt for because it's a popular D&D creature. Why do you have contempt for an ooze of all things? Uh, because it's a popular D&D creature. Okay, so it's just, it's just you being you, basically. Yeah, some of it is some of it is me being me. It's right. one of those things where people are just like, oh my gosh, look at this thing. Uh, and it's like, yeah, I okay. mean, I literally have an unpainted gelatinous cube sitting on my desk. That has a Krenko mob boss figurine inside of it. Yeah, you do. So, <laughs> which is which is cool. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, I mean, then I'm the one sitting over here jerking off about kobolds constantly. So, like, I yeah. shouldn't talk too much. But it was just too perfect. So, yeah. I just I had to get when I got it. But all right, so go. So my one issue with this card is not even issue with this card, right? Okay. It's I don't know which actually makes more sense. <laughs> For this thing to be a 4-4 or a 4-3. Because 4-4 is just perfectly cubed, right? Oh, yeah, that would have been good. 4x4, it's beautiful, it's perfect, it's like everything I want it to be. But instead, we have 4 cubed. (laughs) And I don't actually... like This is a 4-3 because that way it dies to 3 damage removal, right? Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a very mechanical decision. Like it is a very mechanical decision, but it yeah. still fits because mm-hmm. you cube something by having it to the power of three. And I like don't know which one I would prefer. Uh, I feel like I'd like four four because I love symmetry. Yeah. Four mana four mana four four cube is just too perfect. But like Good. I can't hate on it for being four to the power of three also. Yeah. Alright. You justify it however you need to in your mind. I mean, <laughs> that's how I go about my life, so I mean, right. We we all do. But I, I think this is just a, a beautifully designed card. Yeah. So that's it. Knocked them all off the list. Um Overall thoughts on the set so far? I mean, we actually uh, got to get our hands on cards too, so that's something different. <laughs> I really like this set. Like, flavorfully, I think the set is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the format playing it is. It plays well to my strengths, shall we say. <laughs> I like aggressive formats. <laughs> yeah. I've en- I've enjoyed uh, I played it once, <laughs> and I enjoyed it the time I played. 
Um, you know, it seemed like it was fun. You, it seemed like you could... This It didn't seem overpowered, um, but you could still kind of do nonsense in some ways. Um, and you could just, like, draft good creatures and just smack people in the mouth. Yep. You know, and I think that's cool enough, you know? Basically everything you want to want to do anyways. So. I mean, if I can just read a card and be like, this card's better than this card and put it in my pile, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I right. was actually surprised to see that you were playing the uh, um, wizard class until I remembered that it says four mana draw two cards. So yeah, so that's actually that was the reason I was playing it because it was an onboard divination, and then if I was able to do the last part, um, it was pretty pretty decent. But because I did have a lot of other draw stuff in there, and I could kind of air quotes combo with some of the dungeon because I was doing dungeon stuff too. Mm-hmm. So, I was, mean, it that, gr- was it great? No, but I mean the the level three on wizard class is actually stupidly powerful. It is really good if you can get it to go off. Um, I was uh, my round one opponent. I beat him, and then we just played like an exhibition game, and I uh, ultimated my wizard class basically. And then the la- then the next turn, I played contact other plane. Mm-hmm. And uh, drew two, like you know, drew my card for the turn, drew two cards, and just like obliterated. <laughs> but as you do, so like stuff like that was just good. But you know, so I don't know. I've liked the set. I'll, hopefully, I'll be able to hit up some more, more events. <laughs> but I hope you get to also. Yeah, gotta show more people the ways of pack wars and vintage. So. Which are basically the same format. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Um, go to thelocalmeta.com to do, find links to the Discord, uh, where you can come hang out and play games with us and stuff if you want. Uh, also links to the Patreon if you want to shoot us a buck. And yeah, that's that. John, anything else? No. Cool. Then we will catch you next time. See ya.